Hello, welcome to Footnotes from a Madman. I am your host, Robert Wallace. This is episode 68, and this is January 30, 2023. So, we know who's in the Super Bowl now. It's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I was disappointed with both of those. Sorry if you're from those areas. <laughs> I wanted the 49ers and the Bengals. But, hey, what can you do? Uh, the Bengals, they kind of self-destructed. They looked like they were having a tough time. I didn't get to sit down and watch the whole entire game. Um, I was kind of working on the computer, and I can look across you know, the way and see the TVs from a distance. And I didn't have it on very loud. But it seemed like early on Cincinnati was having a really hard time with Kansas City defense. So, um, but yet they kept scoring. The problem is that their defense kept self-destructing and doing stupid shit. And of course, the very last or second to the last play, the defense fucked up. And uh, got Kansas City into uh, field goal range, and that was the game. <clears throat> the game that I found so disappointing was the 49ers. Um, just to have Brock Purdy uh, tear his UCL, is that what it is? In his elbow. Basically Tommy John. He's going to have Tommy John surgery. To have him tear that. In the middle of the first quarter, it is so, so sad. And then you have your fourth-string quarterback come in. And honestly, for the entire week, the way I understood it, for the entire week, Johnson was um, playing on the other side for the, for, um, the defense to work against. So he was... Uh, running around as if he was uh, Jalen Hurts. So he was kind of running a Philadelphia Eagles offense so the defense could practice against him. And so that's what he did all week. And so now he gets thrown into this game not having a fucking clue what the game plan is because he's been playing Jalen Hurts all week. Um, and yet they were still holding their own and then he goes down to a concussion, and it's fucked. The whole second half was a shit show. Unfortunately, you know, they brought Purdy in. Was that like halfway in the third? I think it was, maybe three-quarters of the way through the third. And so they bring Purdy back in. The dude can't fucking throw, and he's probably in immense in pain like, like I can't even imagine. Um. And the guy can't throw, and so he's just doing all the, he's trying to do all these running plays, and it was such a fucking waste. It was so sad to see a team go down so horrifically. And, you know, the Eagles fans, you know, they were excited for their team. I get it. But at the same time, man, I would be. I don't know. Sports to me is a huge, huge thing. And while I'm all about the taunting and whatever and have, just having a good time and just acting like a fucking idiot, um, I want the other team to be at 100% when I beat their ass. Um, and I don't get as nearly as much pleasure when a team is running half-ass or they don't give a shit or whatever and you beat them, it, the the win is disappointing. Um, so, you know, I was kind of like, wow, the, you know, the Eagles are in and they could have been in anyway. You know what I mean? There are going to be two real – there are two really good – teams it was going to be a really good game they're like the number two and number three or number one and number two defenses in the fucking league it was going to be a great game they're both scoring machines it was going to be great um 
then San Francisco uh, just goes down, just down hard. And, you know, Shanahan has dealt with a lot throughout the year with uh, Garoppolo and then um, was is it Trey Lance? It's Trey Lance and Garoppolo, and then then now when Purdy gets hurt, he's got his fucking fourth string quarterback in, and his fourth string quarterback gets a fucking concussion. You know who his backup was after that? The running back McCaffrey, who who just got to the Forty ers this year. You know what I'm saying? Early early this year. Um. And so Shanahan has done a lot with that team to get them to where they are. But then when the the dice is rolled and the chips are down, the dude can't fucking come up with a with anything. Early on in the season, he uh pitched the ball to McCaffrey and McCaffrey threw for a touchdown. Um, I don't know why he didn't try that a couple of times. Um, just get McCaffrey out in space so that he could um, see and throw the ball. He there is no way that he was going to be a pocket passer. You're not going to take a running back and make him into a fucking quarterback. But you could have done something to keep the ball moving, and it just seemed like Shanahan receded into his shell tried a few little trick running plays, had um, Purdy throw for a screen, which probably did. Um, the play was fine. It, it gained eight or six or eight yards, something like that. But I'm sure that he could not make many more of those throws. Um, so that just wasn't going to be a viable option. But he just crushed under the pressure and couldn't – couldn't come up with plays to get the ball down the field. And so the whole fourth quarter was just four and out, four and out, four and out. It was just a, a, such a sad, pathetic way to end the season. Um, for me, it was just so disappointing to see a, uh, uh, a coach that seemed like no matter what was happening to him, he pulled roses out of his ass, and the team was doing great. But it, if he, you know, he didn't have a week to think about what he needed to do, and so um, he got crushed under the pressure and uh, couldn't couldn't keep the keep things rolling. So it was disappointing because I was looking at it, going, "Get him out in the open. He only needs to throw five, six, eight eight-yard plays, he's not trying to throw it down the field. But when you got 11 players in the box because they know you're not going to fucking throw the ball, you're not going to run either. Um, and shit, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking coach, and I can see that. And I'm just like, what, what are you doing? Um, but and then he just tried some, some trick plays with, you know, double back and all this bullshit, and all he did was lose yardage. And I'm like, what are you doing? So I'm not a big 49ers fan. My nephew is. I'm not a 49ers fan. Um, in fact, back in the 80s, I was a big uh, Dallas Cowboys fan, and so I despised the 49ers, absolutely fucking despised them because every year the two of them would play late in the in the season or in the playoffs, and every fucking time the 49ers would knock the playoff knock the cowboys out of the playoffs or or in their season or whatever and so i hated joe montana and i hated jerry rice just hated those guys um and and clark what was his name dwight clark was he the was he the tight end i don't i shouldn't know all these players by name but i fucking always heard their names and it just pissed me off cuz I mean, it just was so horrid. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, so anyways, but I was, you know, the Eagles, I'm like, eh, I don't really, I'm not a big Eagles fan. And so I was like, okay, my nephew's a 49er fan. And so I thought, all right, we'll go with 49ers. 
And then I just, I don't know what it is about Patrick Mahomes, Macombs, Mahomes. I don't know what it is about that guy. Maybe he's too casual. Maybe he's too cocky. Maybe, I don't know. It just seems like no matter what's going on, the fucking guy, he just never goes down. He never, no matter how much trouble he's getting into, he just flicks the ball off and, and they gain yardage. And it's so disgusting. <laughs> the guy is really good. And I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like him. I don't know why it bothers. Sometimes it bothers me how much I don't like him. But at the same time, I'm like, I hate that guy. So, um I don't know what it is. There's just something about him that I just don't like. Uh, and so, you know, that was the whole thing. I just didn't want Kansas City to win because I didn't like him. I like Joe Burrow. I think he's cool. Um, you know, Cincinnati is, has um, done really well this year, and they did well last year, and I wanted to see them uh, win the Super Bowl. And uh, so, anyways, that's, that was my day. Both of my teams went down in flames. Um, and, uh, so anyways, I was sitting here wondering about the Super Bowl halftime shows. So I'm going to waste your ears for the next 20 or 30 minutes. Um, feel free to shut this fucker down if you feel like it. I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl halftime shows all the way back to the sixties. All right. So. Uh, like it or don't, I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes uh, I'm going to post things you like and sometimes I'm going to post shit you don't like and we're going to move on. I'm okay with that. Um, So anyways, let's do it. Wikipedia. Wikipedia, they list all of the Super Bowl halftime shows. Then you can do links and they'll take you to some of the videos and... um, I've been lost in this for over an hour. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to talk about this shit. Um, And so um, there's a whole, there's a couple of paragraphs of information uh, about the halftime show. Um, I guess the NFL does not pay the halftime show performers any uh, appearance fees. I'm imagining that they get all kinds of, you know, cred from doing it. Um, They'll cover their expenses um, and things like that. But, um, yeah, they don't don't pay them. But I'll tell you what. It says here uh, that Michael Jackson was the exception and that the NFL agreed to make a, a donation to Michael Jackson's Heal the World Foundation. It doesn't say how much uh, they donated, but he is the um, only performer that has ever uh, gotten money for his halftime appearance. Um, let's see. For Super Bowl, what is that? I don't know. It was reported by the Wall Street Journal that league officials asked representatives of potential asks acts if they'd be willing to provide financial compensation to the NFL in exchange for their appearance in the form of either an upfront fee or a cut of revenue from the concert performances made after the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, 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 Super Bowl, let's see, 10, 49. Is that Super Bowl 49? X-L-I-X. 10, L is 50, so that'd be 40. I don't really, I, I don't know when you get up those those numbers. I have a hard time. Um, and so basically after that, the NFL is actually trying to say, you pay us to perform and we want some of the, the, the proceeds of your uh, performances after the Super Bowl because it's going to boost sales of your, your concerts. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty funny that they want to capitalize on the performers like they're doing them a favor. Uh, pretty funny. Um, all right. So here's the history of 
of the Super Bowl halftime shows starting in 1967. All right, 1967, we're at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, and the halftime show is the University of Arizona Symphonic Marching Band, the Grambling State University Marching Band, Al Hurt, H-I-R-T, who's an American trumpeter and band leader, and you've got the Anaheim High School High Stepper Drill Team and Flag Girls. And uh, they play The Sound of Music, Way Down Yonder, uh, Bury Me Not in the Lone Prairie, William Tell Overture, some of those other things. And so the Grambling State University marching band did so well that in 1968, they, the Super Bowl brought them back, or the NFL brought them back uh, as a single... Um, performance. It was just them during the whole entire uh, halftime show. So good for them. Grambling State University. Where are they? Let's see. Grambling State is in Grambling, Louisiana. All right. Uh, 1969. We're, so in 68, they're at the Miami Orange Bowl. In 1969, we're right back at the Miami Orange Bowl. Um, and we've got Florida A&M University uh, band, marching band. And then we've got a Miami area high school band or several of them. It says bands. So they don't list the, the names. That's kind of rude. They don't list the names of them. So a um, bunch of high school bands playing. Uh, we move into the 70s. So 1970, we're in the Tulane Stadium and New Orleans, and we're doing a tribute to Mardi Gras. So we got uh, Marguerite Piazza, who's a, an American soprano. We've got Doc Severinsen, who is a trumpeter. We've got Al Hurt again, who's a, more of a trumpeter. <laughs> We've got Lionel Hampton. He's a Jazz, vib vibraphonist, pianist, percussionist, and band leader. We got Carol Channing. Uh, I thought she was kind of a comedian, but I guess she's in musicals and stuff. So uh, maybe she was singing and dancing. Then you've got the Southern University Marching Band. So 1970, tribute to Mardi Gras. Uh, 71, we go back to the Miami Orange Bowl. We don't have a theme we don't have a theme this time, but we've got uh, Southeast Missouri State Marching Band. And then we've got Anita Bryant, um, who, I don't know, does she sing? She had three top 20 hits in the early 60s, so she probably had a couple of songs. They didn't say what song she sang. And then you have this group called Up With People. Um, this is a nonprofit organization, and they're song and dance performers. Um, and they do promoting themes such as multiculturalism, racial inequality, and positive thinking. So, up with people. And this is their first of many appearances in the Super Bowl. Um, 1972, we're at Tulane Stadium again in New Orleans, and we're doing a salute to Louis Armstrong. That's the theme. All right, so now you get Ella Fitzgerald in there, all right? This chick, she's the first, the, the American jazz singer. She's like the first lady of jazz. And you get her up there, and then you add her with Carol Channing. Again, Carol Channing is back, taking time from Ella Fitzgerald. You got Al Hurt back. Maybe he and Ella Fitzgerald did something together. That would have been cool. Trumpeter and, and Ella Fitzgerald. I'm sure that was awesome. Then you've got the United States Air Force Academy Cadet Corral. And then you have the U.S. Marine Corps um, Silent Drill Platoon. Um, so, oh, it looks like Ella Fitzgerald and Al Hurt did Mac the Knife. Well, that probably would have been cool. But that's the only thing they list is what they did. So she could have carried that, that halftime show by herself, but they fucked it up by adding all this other bullshit. 
So now we go to 1973. We're at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum here in L.A. And our theme is Happiness Is. And we go nowhere with that. We've got the University of Michigan marching band. We got Woody Herman, who is a jazz clarinetist, saxophonist, singer, and big band leader. And then we've got Andy Williams. Um, yeah, he's, he's had a... He recorded 43 albums in his career, and I think I can name two songs. So there you go. Um, let's see what he's saying. They have him over here singing Marmalade, Molasses, and Honey, for any of you that know Andy Williams songs, and People. So there you go. Those are the two songs that Andy Williams is probably known for. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, 1974, we're in Rice Stadium in Houston, Texas, and our theme is A Musical America. We've got the um, University of Texas Longhorn Band with Miss Texas, Judy Mallet from 1973 on the fiddle. She was playing the fiddle. Good for her. All right. Um... 75, we're back to Tulane Stadium again in New Orleans. We're doing another tribute. Oh, no. This one is a tribute to Duke Ellington. So they brought in Mercer Ellington, who um, was the son of Duke Ellington. And he is a big um, musician, composer, arranger, band um, leader who um, was leading the Grambling State University Marching Band for this halftime show. They don't list any of the songs that they um, sang or did or what have you. All right, we're into 76. We're at the Miami Orange Bowl again. The theme is 200 Years and Just a Baby, a tribute to America's Bicentennial. The whole entire halftime show is up with people. Um, they're doing Good Time Neighborhood Band, 20 Years and Just a Baby, Cindy. It looks like they're Take Me Home Country Road, Philadelphia Freedom, America the Beautiful. As I say, it looks like they just wrote some songs just for the halftime show, but then they pulled in some other ones um, that uh, eh, might have made it bearable. So up with people. All right. Um 1977, we're back at the Rose Bowl here in Pasadena. It's a Small World. And this one was put on by Disneyland or Disney. Um, so you've got the Los Angeles Unified All-City Band with the new Musketeers and Audience Card Stunt. Okay, that was the whole entire halftime show. And you've got... Uh, it's a Small World, the Mickey Mouse Club theme. It's a Big, Wide, Wonderful World. Um, they're singing some really children's-themed kind of um, show here, songs. Interesting. All right. Um, in 1978, we're at the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans. Cool. So we started going, playing in some um, actual NFL stadiums here. Nice. Uh, we've got the Tyler Junior College Apache Bells Drill Team, the Apache Band, Pete Fountain, who is um, Pierre Dewey LaFontaine Jr., Pete, Pete Fountain, or maybe Fontaine, but he doesn't have an E on the end, so it's got to be Fountain. Uh, it was an American jazz clarinetist. And then we've got Al Hurt back. Is this his third? I think this is his third one already. He's up there just blasting into his trumpet. Having a good old time. They don't list any of the songs or who produced any of it. All right. 1979. 1979. We're at Miami Orange Bowl again. And we're saluting the Caribbean. Or the Caribbean, depending on how you uh, like to say it. Uh, I think the Caribbean is the correct way. But I called it the Caribbean for many, 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 many years. Anyway, we've got Ken Hamilton, which I have no idea who he is. And there's no link on here, so I don't know who he is. 
with new we've got um, various Caribbean bands, including Gramex out of Dominica. And Grammatix was a Cadence Lipso group from Dominica. Okay, there you go. All right, that concludes the 70s. Let's move into the 80s. This shit's got to get better in the 80s. It's got to get better in the 80s. Um, 1980, we're at the Rose Bowl again, and we're going to salute the big band era. So... This big band era theme, we're going to do Up With People. Hey, we got Up With People, and we've got the Grambling State University Marching Band. Is this number three for them as well? Wow. Um, let's see. The big band medley, they're doing Jukebox Saturday Night, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree, Bandstand Boogie, Pennsylvania 65000, Sentimental Journey, Come On Get Happy, It Don't Mean a Thing. That's Conga, um, Johnny Be Good. So I know quite a few of those. So that maybe that wasn't terrible. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, I, I know some of those songs. Um, and then 1981, we're back to the Superdome in New Orleans and we're Mardi Gras Festival again. And we have the Southern University Marching Band and Helen O'Connell. Helen O'Connell is an American singer, actress, and hostess described as the quintessential big band singer of the 40s. Okay, so in the 40s, she had to be in her 20s, and now you add another 40s, so, that, so she's got to be in her late 60s. That's eh, not a terrible age. I don't know if she's still carrying what she needs to carry, but that's okay. Maybe she was. Um, that's okay. 1982, we're at the Pontiac Superdome in Pontiac, Michigan. We're going to salute the 60s and Motown with Up With People. All right. So Up With People dances to The Twist, Cool Jerk, Monster Mash, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Polka Dot Bikini Wipeout Surfing USA Little GTO Dancing in the Street Stop in the Name of Love I Heard It Through the Grapevine Ain't It Mountain High Enough I'm Gonna Keep Going uh, Michael Row Your Boat Ashore Scarborough Fair Can't Buy Me Love All You Need Is Love Hey Jude Let the Sunshine In Okay well, I, I know those songs I don't know about Up With People Uh but anyway, having those songs playing in the background, maybe that was tolerable. <laughs> okay. Uh, 1983, we've got... Oh, we're at the Rose Bowl again. And we've got Kaleida Superscope. And this is the Los Angeles Super Drill Team. I don't know. And uh, the only song they got here is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. The rest of these songs... The music goes round and round. The windmills of your mind. That one sounds a little bit familiar. Um, I don't know. That would have been a... Seems like they went downhill a little bit here. But, um, all right, 1984. We're at Tampa um, Stadium in Tampa, Florida. We're going to salute to the superstars of the silver screen. And uh, we've got the University of Florida... And the Florida State University marching bands. Um, they're doing Hooray for Hollywood. You got to be in pictures. Stepping out with my baby. Putting on the Ritz. When you wish upon a star. Um, that would have been boring ass. I think. All right. Uh, 1985. We're at Stanford Stadium in Stanford, California. What the fuck are they doing there? Wow. World of Children's Dreams, Tops in Blue, was a touring performance ensemble made up of active duty members of the United States Air Force, formed in 1953. For 63 years, Tops in Blue traveled to more than 20 countries to perform more than 120 times each year for airmen and families around the world. All right, so the Air Force provided the entertainment for the halftime show. All right, 1986. Um, we're at the Louisiana Superdome again in New Orleans. 
We're going to do the beat of the future and mm, up with people. Yes, up with people is performing. Once again, they're dancing to beat of the future, talking with my feet. Um, then they do a medley with Born in the USA, The Power of Love, Just Call to Say I Love You, and the theme from Footloose. All right, so I know those, but I don't know this up with people thing. That's got to go away. 1987, we're at the Rose Bowl. I get feeling a theme. They only have like three or four or five stadiums that they go to. Um, salute to Hollywood's 100th anniversary, the world of make-believe. All right, so you get George Burns out there. Don't know what he did. You get Mickey Rooney out there. Don't know what he did. Oh, we got Grambling State University back again, the marching band. Good for them. A uh, whole host of band, uh, Disney characters. And then you got Southern California area high school drill teams and dancers. Um, Strike Up the Band, Ghost Riders in the Sky, theme songs from Bonanza, Indiana Jones, and Footloose. What a feeling from Flashdance. Somewhere over the rainbow again, When You Wish Upon a Star. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we're into 1988. We're at Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego, and our theme is Something Grand. So you got Chevy Checker. You got the Rockettes. Um, I mean, that'd be a pretty good show. Then you've got these 88 grand piano players. They're various players that there's 88 grand pianos out there. Then you have, um, the San Diego State University Marching Aztecs and the California State University Northridge Marking, Marching Band and the USC Marching Band all out there together, combined into one big old marching band show. Um, and, uh, they sing, let's twist again. It don't mean a thing. I got rhythm. Those are the only songs. Um, we'll go to 1989. We're at Joe Robbie stadium in Miami gardens. We're going to do 1950s rock and roll with Elvis Presto, who is an Elvis impersonator. And the South Florida area dancers and performers. Um, you got uh, Rock This Town, Tutti Frutti, Devil with a Blue Dress On, Great Balls of Fire, Grease Lightning, and True Love were the, were the songs of the halftime show. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start picking up this pace, but let's pause for 10 seconds. Nineteen ninety, you got the the we're in the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans. We're saluting New New Orleans in the fortieth anniversary of Peanuts. All right, so we got Pete Fontaine, Pete Fountain again, or Pierre Dewey Font La Fontaine, the American jazz clarinetist. We've got Doug Kershaw, who is a fiddle player from Louisiana. Irma Thomas, who is the American singer from New Orleans. She's known as the Soul Queen of New Orleans. You got Nicholas State University Marching Band, Southern University Marching Band, and USL, which is the University of Louisiana at Lafayette Marching Band. Um, and they're singing Waiting for the Robert E. Lee. Here comes the showboat when the Saints go marching in, and happy birthday to you. 1991, we're in Tampa Bay. We're doing a small world tribute to 25 years of the Super Bowl. We bring in the new kids on the block. Disney characters, Warren Moon, who is the uh, quarterback who played for 23 seasons. And uh, I think that, didn't he win one Super Bowl? Anyway, then you got 2,000 local children from the audience out there. Um so they're doing some Disney shit. And then New Kids on the Block um, sing Step by Step. And I don't know. Anyway. All right. 92. We got, we're in uh, Hubert H. Humphrey, uh, the Metrodome Stadium in Minneapolis. We're doing Winter Magic. 
Now, this one's kind of weird. It looked like they had a bunch of songs that were written specifically for this. Um, but they have Gloria Estefan come out there. So she's got a couple of songs. Get On Your Feet, Live For Loving You. She gets out there and sings. They have Olympic figure skaters Brian uh, Boitano and Dorothy Hamill. And then they have the members of the 1980 Olympic hockey team. And then you have the University of Minnesota marching band. Um, so some of these are just figures that just kind of walk out there and wave and whatever. 1993, they break the mold. Boom, crash, bang. They get Michael Jackson to do the halftime show. They're at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And he sings Jam, Billie Jean, Black or White, We Are the World, and Heal the World. Um, then they come back the next year with some country. So 1994, they got Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. Um, sing Tuckered Out, It's a Little Too Late, T-R-O-U-B-L-E, No One Else on Earth, Love Can Build a Bridge. I, I saw that one. I thought it was pretty good. I like country music. 1995, we're back in Joe Robbie Stadium. Our theme is Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Huge fuck up. Huge fuck up. The whole entire time you have this Indiana Jones and this Marion, um, his chick friend, just running around the field doing stupid shit. You've got Patti LaBelle, who I don't really like. You've got Teddy Pendergrass, who's a singer-songwriter, um, soul singer. I don't know any of his music. You've got, I mean, I've heard of him and whatever, but I don't know any of his music. You've got Tony Bennett. Come on. Um, you've got Arturo Sandoval, who's a jazz trumpeteer, pianist, and composer. And then you get the Miami Sound Machine out there. So they took a step back there. 1996, they take a giant step forward. We're in Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. Take Me Higher, a celebration of 30 years of the Super Bowl. Diana Ross carries this shit all by herself. Stop in the name of love. You keep me hanging on. Baby love. You can't hurry love. Why do fools fall in love? Chain reaction. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Ain't no mountain high enough. I will survive and take me higher. Great, great uh, show. 1996, Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans. And they take a major step backwards. You've got the Blues Brothers bash. So you've got Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and Jim Belushi out there doing some of their stupid Blues Brothers bullshit. That was the dumbest movie. It's the dumbest skit. It's the dumbest shit. Um, then they throw out Catherine Cryer, who's an American journalist. So she must have been, I don't know what she was doing. Then you throw out James Brown, who's out there singing Get Up, I Feel Like Being a Sex Machine, and I Got You, I Feel Good. That's what James Brown is out there singing. And then you throw out their ZZ Top. They're singing Tush and Legs. Um, and Give Me Some Lovin'. All right. I like all those songs. Would have been cool. To, I mean, I've seen ZZ Top in concert. It's a good concert. But uh, that would have been a good little halftime show. Part of it. Part of it. The Blues Brothers part was probably stupid. All right. 1998. We're at Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. We're going to salute Motown with the 40th anniversary. You've got Boys to Men. You've got Smokey Robinson. You've got Martha Reeves. Um, you've got The Temptations. Again, with the Grambling Straight State University Marching Band. These guys, they've been to practically every Super Bowl. And then you throw in some Queen Latifah. Uh, hmm. Temptations sing uh, Get Ready, I Can't Help Myself. And uh, my girl, Smokey Robinson, is singing Tracks of My Tears. Um, Boys to Men are singing some of their songs. A song for Mama, Motown Philly. Queen Latifah sings Paper. I don't know that song. I barely know any of her songs. So she's kind of a throw-in to me. It's kind of weird. 1999, you got Pro Player Stadium in Miami Gardens. Celebration of Soul, Salsa, and Swing. So, you got Gloria Estefan. Come on. Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine, they can carry this by themselves. Then you throw in Stevie Wonder. You're like, okay, let's split Let's split the time. Both of them, they can blow this out of the park. You bring in Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. I like their sound. I only know one song. 
So that kind of takes away from uh, from the other two. And then you've got this Savion Glover, who's an American tap dancer, actor, and choreography. I hope they didn't give her him any any spare time. He hopefully he just tap danced to the other songs. Uh, all they did was take away from Stevie Wonder and Gloria Estefan on that one. Um, and they sing, you know, "You Are My Sunshine of My Life," Sir uh, Sir Duke. I wish. Turn the beat around, you'll be mine. So, all right, 2000. We're at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Tapestry of Nations. Now, this one is weird. Sometimes they just overdid this shit. You got Phil Collins. You've got Christina Aguilera. You've got Enrique Iglesias. You got Tony Braxton. These guys can pull this shit off all by themselves. But then you bring in this Georgia State University 80-person choir. Uh, all They're all just taken away from each other. Um, so sad, sad, sad. Uh, so when you get that many people, they're each only singing two, two songs max, maybe one. And, they're, and then they're doing a medley of a bunch of songs. So um, too much, too much shit going on in that one. Um, January 2021 or 2001, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, the kings of rock and pop. You got Aerosmith and NSYNC. And then you throw in Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nellie as special guests, but you give them some singing time. Um, so now you're just in this weird state. You've got um, Aerosmith and NSYNC um, singing. Uh, what what were they singing? Walk This Way, Britney Spears and Mary J. Blige pop in there to to, to collaborate on this whole thing. Um, yeah, it was a mess. It, I watched it. It wasn't that good. All right, 2002, we're at the Superdome again. And we're doing a tribute to the September 11 um, attacks. And you've got U2. They're carrying the whole show. And they sing five or six songs. And good show. 2003, we're at Colquam in San Diego. They're starting to scale it back a li little bit. You've got Shania Twain and No Doubt. And then special guest of um, Sting. Um, and Sting actually does a song with No Doubt, but they do Message in a Bottle, which is um, a, a police song. So, Or was that just Sting? I think that was police. Um, anyways, Shania Twain was the main the main one. Um, then you got 2004 Reliance Stadium. You got the great great show of Janet Jackson. You throw in some a little bit of Justin Timberlake. You've got the Nipplegate, um, but then you throw in some Jessica Simpson, some P Diddy. You throw in some Nelly, some Kid Rock. Uh, it's all over the map. Kid Rock busted out. He did a great, great show. Um, Janet did a great show. Justin Timberlake, he does okay. I like a few of his songs, but he did some some really good songs. I don't know why P. Diddy and Nelly were a waste of time, and I don't know why Jessica Simpson was even there. Um, 2005, Altel Stadium in Jacksonville. Paul McCartney. What a waste of time. Uh, live and let die. Drive my car. Get back. Hey, Jude. I don't know. Um, 2006 in Ford Field in Detroit. The whole show is Rolling Stones. I like some of their songs. I wouldn't naturally just pick a Rolling Stones song to listen to. It has to just come up in my um, in my playlist naturally. I can't just go, oh, I want to hear a Rolling Stones song. Uh, 2007, Dolphin Stadium in Miami, busted out. Prince took on the whole show. Fuck everybody, it was the best show ever. 2008, you got the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I like his music. Again, he's sort of like the Rolling Stones to me. I wouldn't just go, hey, I want to listen to a Tom Petty song right now. I have him on my playlist. He comes up. But it's not one where I'm searching for a Tom Petty song. Um, 2009, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. You got Bruce Springsteen and the East, East Street Band. 
same, the same thing. Um, you know, I like his songs when they come up on my playlist. I sing along. I love them. I don't go searching for Bruce Springsteen songs in the playlist. Like, ooh, I want to hear this song right now. 2010, Sun Life Stadium. You got The Who. Uh, I like their songs. But uh, this was an awful, awful uh, halftime show. They were just, they seemed so irrelevant. And they weren't singing that great. It was sad. Um... 2011 at Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas, you got the Black Eyed Peas. Phenomenal show, but then you bring in Slash, who then, uh, what's her fuck is singing? Um, Fergie, she's singing Sweet Child of Mine, and she sounds like shit. She fucking ruined that, that song. Slash was kicking ass like normal, and she just sounded awful. Uh, Usher pops in. Um, and then you've got the uh, Prairie View A&M University Marching Storm. Uh, so you've got, you know, I Got a Feeling, Boom Boom Pow, Sweet Child of Mine, Pump It, Let's Get It Started, OMG, Where's the Love, uh, The Time, Dirty Bit. Um, so I sure only did the one song, but it's a good song. I like it. 2012 is uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, and that is Madonna. And... Um, but this is weird. She's got guests from fucking everywhere. She's got LMFAO, Cirque du Soleil, Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo Green, Andy Lewis. Uh, the Avon High School drumline gets up there. They got Center Grove High School drumline. They get up there. The Fisher High School drumline. Franklin's uh, Central High School drumline. I got to mention all these people. And they get a 200-person choir. Because I think they were um, singing... Um, like a prayer, if I remember there, that's what all the band, the choir were doing. Uh, it's a pretty good show with Madonna. The rest of it was like, eh, pulling in all those people didn't make it better. Um, 2013, Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Beyonce, which, of course, then she pulls in her pals, Destiny's Child. Great, great show. Uh, Crazy in Love, End of Time, Baby Boy, Bootylicious, Independent Woman, Single Ladies. Um, great, great show. Uh, 2014, MetLife Stadium, Bruno Mars with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, it was okay. I'm not a Bruno Mars fan. Red Hot Chili Peppers have one or two songs. Give it away. Um, then there's Billionaire, Locked Out of Heaven, Treasure, Runaway Baby. Yeah, so... Uh, 2015, you got Katy Perry, who then pulls in Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott and the uh, University State uh, Sun Devil Marching Band. Um, so Katy sings Roar, Dark Horse, I Kissed a Girl, Teenage Dream, California Girls. Um, Missy Elliott sings Work It and Lose Control. Um, then we got 2016, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, Coldplay. Great, great. I really enjoyed this halftime show. Of course, they pulled in a whole bunch of other shit. Beyonce came in, Bruno Mars, uh, Mark Ronson, um, Gustavo Dudamel. You got the University of California marching band. <coughs> Coldplay knocked it out. They were That was a great halftime show. 2017 NRG Stadium in Houston. Lady Gaga, she blew the roof off this roofless place. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if it's roofless, but she had a fucking great, great show. I loved that show. Um, 2018, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Justin Timberlake. Uh, filthy, Rock Your Body, Senorita, Sexy Back, My Love, Crimey River, Suit and Tie. Like I said, I was never really a Justin Timberlake fan, but when he got up there and um, and did this show, uh, I loved it. I just loved it. It was a great show. Uh, 2019 Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, Moron 5, um, or also known as Maroon 5. Travis Scott, Big Boy, and the Georgia State University Marching Band, of course, and they did some stupid shit with SpongeBob SquarePants. I didn't understand that at all. But uh, Moron, Moron 5 looked great. Harder to Breathe, This Love, Sickle Mode was uh, Travis Scott. Then they did this, uh, uh, let's see, Girls Like You, You Will Be Loved. Um, so 
I enjoyed it. Moves like Jagger. I enjoyed the the um Moron Five. I didn't like the rest of the shit. Uh I sorry, I just have always called them Moron Five. <clears throat> uh twenty twenty, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. I don't know why Shakira and Jennifer Lopez had to split their time. Jennifer Lopez could have pulled this shit off. Shakira, in my mind, has fewer songs, only because I don't know them all, but she could have knocked this shit out by herself. Um, so that was kind of bullshit, but it was a great, uh, a great show. I truly enjoyed that. Uh, 2021, Raymond James Stadium, you got The weekend. Uh, I didn't know his music, but every fucking song was great. Every song that he did was great. I love all of his music. I didn't know it that well. Awesome. It was an awesome show. Uh, let's see. Call it my name. Starboy, The Hills. Can't feel my face. I feel it coming. Save your tears. Earned it. House of Balloons. Blinding Lights. Sorry, I forgot to do Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Dare, She-Wolf, Cashmere, Empire. Um, whenever, wherever. I like it. Let's see, Jenny from the Block, Hips Don't Lie, uh, Get Right, Waiting for Tonight, Booty, um, On the Floor, Let's Get Loud, Born in the USA, and Waka Waka. Um, that was, I had to jump back to Shakira and Jennifer Lopez because um, I forgot to mention what songs they sang. All right, and then uh, last year, uh, 2022 at SoFi Stadium, we had Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar with uh, 50 Cent and Anderson Puck. Uh, it almost seemed too much, but at the same time, man, they pulled that shit off. It was great. Um, I would have liked to have heard a little bit more of each song, um, but the next episode, California Love, Into Club, Family Affair, uh, No More Drama, Mad City, All Right, Forget About Dre, Lose Yourself, I ain't mad at you, and still DRE. Um, the, it was a wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, this year, 2023, State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, and it's going to be Rihanna. We don't know what she's going to do. I'm not a super big Rihanna fan. I know some of her songs. Maybe I'll know more than I think. Uh, we'll see if she can pull this shit off by herself. And then, of course, she's probably going to have a fuck ton of guests. I hope she does, because I, I feel like this show's going to be better for her to pull in a little bit of help. Um, but uh, we'll see. It should be fun. All right, you guys. Uh, I know, I'm wasting your ears this week, but uh, sound you know, as I got more and more into this, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to talk about it, because I was uh, enjoying reading about it so much. So, uh, you know, of course, you can look all this shit up yourself, um, but heck, you, know, you probably would never have done it, you know what I mean? So I brought this special, special information to your life. All right, you guys. Uh, we will meet up again very, very soon. Have a great week. Take care.